Welcome to the Happy Business Show featuring Therese Skelly of HappyInBusiness.com. Listen in as we pull back the curtain and share real-world stories of successful business owners just like you. You'll love the truth, honesty, and inspiration revealed in each episode. And now, Therese Skelly. Hey, this is Therese, and I'm really excited today to have you listen to this episode of the Happy Business Show. I'm going to talk about how to be real in your business. You know, there's kind of a tendency, you want to put up a good face. You know, I call it the Photoshopped version. Now, that doesn't mean you can't get a photo and have a little bit of the eye wrinkles taken off or your skin smoothed out. But I think what happens is that there's the risk of saying, but I need to make myself look better. I need to put up only the good stuff. I need to, like, show the world this part of me. And, of course, on one hand, well, heck yeah, you want people to believe in you and and have a sense of trust and feel like you have credibility. Well, that's the given. Of course, that's that's what you want. But the question becomes then, so how do you be real? Like, how do you show people who you really are without kind of hiding behind that mask, hiding behind the 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 one-dimensional, I have my shit together, I know exactly what I'm doing, and nothing ever goes wrong in my life. Well, let, let me tell you, if that's what you desire, um, you just don't even keep listening. Because <laughs> my invitation to you is really, it's really a challenge. It's a challenge to see if you can go even more deep in being more real. Did I say that the right way? More deep? I don't know if that's not even grammatically correct. But my point is, the more real you are, the more you show your humanity, the more you show your personality, the more you show your passion, what energizes you, what pisses you off, what you love, what you can't stand, the more you show that to the people that are reading your stuff or getting exposed to you, the more actually they can sort out and say, oh, she's a nut job, I'd never work with her, or finally somebody is saying what I've been thinking. So I want to share with you a little bit of, it's like my four-step thing here. So the first is, why is important to be real? And I just started that. So So the why is, in this super, super, super crowded market space that we're in, everybody kind of sounds like everybody else. Like, for example, if you are a chiropractor and somebody looks at your website or looks at a, you know, an ad or, or you know, some, something that you are putting out there, does it sound like they could just take your name out, put the guy down the block or the, or the gal down the street? See, some, sometimes what happens is, we have our business, and then we look and say, well, what, what is everybody else saying that does the same business? And then we just go, yeah, well, that's what we say. That's, that's how we market. That's what we advertise. That's who we say we are being. But then your consumer, the person that's looking for a solution, is just like, ah, I, how do I pick? They all sound the same. If you've been following me for any length of time, you have heard me ask the $64,000 question. And that is, if there were a hundred of your competitors and you in a room, why should somebody pick you? Why should somebody sitting there going, okay, I got it. Let's say I'm looking for um, a copywriter and, oh, God, there's a hundred of them. How do I decide? 
And most people, when they're, say, in a networking environment or in a place where they're promoting themselves, they say stuff, again, that sounds like everybody else. So, the, so I'm going to share with you what to talk about, how to, how to figure this out. But the why you want to be more real is because, number one, it makes you stand out. Number two, it causes the right people to come and the wrong people to be running for the hills. I have to say, it's sort of funny, you know, I, I'm a little uncensored at times. I think I have this kind of funny blend of being very reverent and yet at the same time very irreverent. And so I will sometimes swear and then pray in the same two sentences, right? I personally think, I think that's kind of delightful. And I've owned it. You know, I'm like, yeah, hey, if you hang out with me, there will be some swearing. And I've actually had clients say to me, you know what, I, part of why I hired you is because you swear. I just think that's adorable. But what if you're a person who's really offended with bad language? In fact, I think one time I wrote an email and a woman wrote back and she said, I need to tell you I follow everything you do and I think you're one of the good ones. You have a huge heart, but I have to tell you your language is so inappropriate. It offended me so badly. And I thought, good Lord, what did I say? And I wrote back and read the email and I used the word hell and I used the word pissed. And I thought, oh, honey, it's so sad that instead of looking at, wow, you're great, and yeah, maybe your language is a little colorful, I, you know, I wouldn't choose that. She literally said, I have to unsubscribe because your language is so horrible, and, you're, and yet you're great, but I just can't have that language. And I thought, well, you, we would not make a good fit then, because I'm not going to be walking on eggshells so as not to slip a slip a word out that will offend you. So again, you want people that are resonating with you and the wrong ones, we bless and release, right? So part of the why is so people can identify you. The other part of the why is, truthfully, it's just easier. <laughs> it's way more fun and way easier and you don't have to kind of like, okay, well, here's my life and I got all this crap going on, and maybe some, maybe sometimes things don't work so don't work so well, and maybe sometimes I'm a little overwhelmed, and ugh. But now I got to go to work. Okay, then I got to put the happy face on and pretend like that's kind of hard to keep that like false um, distinction. This is another piece of the way. It's, it's 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 if you if you keep it yourself so separate. If, to me, the way I am in my home, the way it, it, there's. If you see me in person, I'm going to be the same way. Like, it's not like, oh, she's that way with her friends, but, oh, you should see how she's with the clients. Like, there, there's no distinction. And that, for me, makes my life and my business easier. Now, I happen to be a person who leads very relationally. Some people are just, like, total relational people. Some people are more, like, um, business first and relationship later. So some of this is going to, going to depend on your comfort level. If you're an introvert, you might not be quite so... Um, willing just to jump in and share all your details because introverts are a little bit slower to trust in that regard, but you can still completely be real as an introvert. It's not just safe for us crazy extroverts. So the why is it, you stand apart, it, it attracts the right people, it repels the wrong people, and truthfully, it's just easier. It's just so much easier. I've heard it said that authenticity is the new black. And what's, what's, what people are really craving in this crowded market space, now I'm, I'm talking to you as if your business is a service provider. Now if you're, 
you know, working at a hardware store selling screwdrivers and nails, eh, you know, if you sell a commodity, it's a little bit, it's a little bit of a different thing. My market, the people I'm speaking to, are the service providers where they are the service. Like you're selling yourself. You're not selling somebody else's product necessarily. Or even if you're selling a product, you still are the end, you know, it's you. They're buying you. And so if that's the case, people are kind of tired of like, the guru behind the curtain that's like, you know, got 17 velvet ropes in front and maybe you get a glimpse of them if you if you genuflect. And I'm crisping facetious here. But people are loving um, real. They're liking the connection. They're really, that's you know, that's kind of high touch is, is what's selling, frankly, right now. And so you want to think about how can I do my great work, serve people, but then... Be more real. Be more myself. Well, let me let me talk now about what blocks this. I referenced a little bit. You know, like often introverts don't feel as comfortable um, outing their inner world as much. You know, and I studied a lot of the Myers Briggs and the, you know that personality typing system. And introverts are the ones that get energized from the inside. Extroverts get energized from the outside. So for an extrovert, it appears that it's just easier to share. An extrovert can walk in a room and generally feel more comfortable with strangers, more comfortable sharing, more comfortable like with a cocktail party, like, hey, this is what's going on. Oftentimes introverts, uh, or some people call themselves shy, they have a harder time just stepping up and revealing. And that's not broken. You know, there's, I don't want anybody to hear that and say, oh, God, well, see, I'll never get there because I'm an introvert. See, I can't. I, 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 please, don't, please don't hear that. I'm just saying, it's like if you're left-handed, you still have access to your right hand, but you might feel like a kindergartner if you're writing with your right hand. So for an introvert, you still have access to being an extroverted or doing extroverted activities, but it might be in the beginning a little bit more challenging. It might take a little bit more support. You might want to start a little bit smaller. So with a lot of my introverted clients, they're like, well, what do I say? And we literally come up with, well, you could say that. You could share this. Um, is that Does that feel like a safe topic? Is that is that enough to reveal? You know, So it's like it's not black or white. It's not like I'm an introvert, so I can't share anything. Um, introverts very often feel like um, like a turtle. You know, if they're with people and they feel really safe, they can be very gregarious and just life of the party. But then you add a few new people and they kind of turtle, you know, pull in a little bit. And so, so if you're an introvert, this might be a little bit of a stretch. But I want you just to say, I, I got to do, you know, like, I have to do this. I've, if I want to have a business where I help the right people and let them know who I am, I've got to start revealing. So one of the blocks could be your personality type. Another block that might hold you back from doing this is that dreaded fear of being seen. You know, a while back, I started talking a lot about the effects of shame. The the emotion of shame is so toxic, and many of us were raised uh, in either dysfunctional families or have taken on shame. And the shame... Like, nobody wakes up and says, there is something wrong with me, so I, f- I think I should be invisible. Like, nobody does that, you know. But most people say, I feel kind of like an imposter sometimes. Or, God, I, am, do, am I really enough? Like, do I really, do I really, really know what I know? Or can I really charge that? Like, so shame has these different faces, different ways it shows up. And, and the way it, the way I can, I can tell with my clients, I always like, 
uh, you're going to be selling something. So we're just going to throw you in the pool really soon. Boom. And as we get closer to them either being visible or stepping up or um, creating a new launch or a product or raising their rates, as we push them to that, then those little voices creep up. And it's very often around, I'm surprised how many people have visibility issues. What are they going to think if they if they know that about me? Am I really enough? Like that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of mindset stuff that really tends to hold you back. I know in the beginning, I actually did a, a training call a couple I don't know, a couple months ago for my community, and I said, let me show you the evolution of not only my 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 message but my my visual branding. So when I first started in the in this business coaching thing, I wore a black business suit. Now, if you would know me today, you'd be like, what? You are like you were, <laughs> even have a suit? And I didn't even have suits, but I thought I had to have suits to be like to be legitimate. So I went out and bought and they were cute. Like they I looked adorable in my little black suits. But they truthfully they always felt like monkey suits. They always felt like I had to put this costume on to pretend to be legitimate legitimate enough to have people hire me but I never really, I never, like, it was a complete mismatch. So I had this picture of me on my banner with this, like, black business suit, and they had these, like, bars of stars and weird shit flying out of my hands. And it was, like, so, like, oh, good Lord, what was I doing? But I was trying to, like, here, I'm just, like, whoa, but I have a, I have a business suit on, okay? So, so, so you could trust me, because I have a black business suit. See, that was my version of, I wasn't enough because I kind of came. I didn't work in corporate. I, ne- I actually I never had a business suit. I came through. I was a therapist. And so I had the chip on my shoulder of, God, am I enough? Like, can I really be a good business coach? What do I know? I just was a therapist. So when I started doing the business coaching, I still had the I'm not enough because. So then I compensated with the bloody black business suit. If you see the banner today, you see the cool, you know, beautiful blue dress with a pretty necklace and the, like, you know, the blowing in the wind hair that my great photographer did. And that's more my vibe. But it took a lot of years to, to be able to give myself permission to get off that, like, really? I'm, I'm okay, incredible if I wear that and not that. So I want to just challenge you. What is it for you? What's the thing that you're saying, well, I can't be out because I can't. I can't be real. I couldn't, I, uh, like, what's your story, right? There's always some place where I'm not enough because, so I have to pretend or I have to dress up or I have to, right? Okay. Another part of the why people uh, have trouble being real in business, truthfully, is sometimes two things can happen. One, you give away your power. I've seen a lot of people Listen to a very well-meaning coach, and they 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 either launch programs or they their brand becomes. I, I mean, I can't tell you how many people I've that I've talked to that have said, "Yeah, I spent five thousand dollars for a branding package, and I hate it. I didn't even use it." Um, or that somebody designed my website, and I and I was so embarrassed by it, I never even drove people to it. See, sometimes we tend to abdicate to like, well, you're the authority, you're the coach, you're the mentor, you're you're the web guy, you're the you're the copywriter. You should know better. And there is a space for taking counsel. There really is a space for saying, eh, you know, 
like that doesn't like I was talking to a client today and and she had changed her homepage and she's like, well, I put my vision and my mission. I'm like, darling, they don't want your vision. They want their vision. Okay, you gotta shift it, but you can put that on your about page, right? And so it's fine to have somebody that says this works better. That's not so good. If you don't feel like the brand that you get or the website that you get or the direction is like so resonant with you, you've got to say no. One of my great stories is that a client came to me and she was really sassy. She was so sassy. Woof. I was like, woohoo, you were going to have fun because she's very sassy, very smart and opinionated and just really high levels of sass and kind of like um, questioning authority. And I said a great story. And yet when I looked at her website, it felt very like yoga teacher, zen, lotus flower. Oh, like it felt like that energy. And she actually had a, I know the coach she, she had gone to for that. And, and I said, what happened? And she said, well, my coach just thought this would be the right fit for me. And I'm laughing like, like she let you out of the house wearing that website? <laughs> like, oh, good Lord. Because, wow. Like, did she, I said, did she not talk to you? Did she not, did she not hear you? Like, what, what happened? And mostly, I'm not blaming the coach. How in the world could you let yourself get talked into that? So because she never really resonated with it. It wasn't her. It wasn't real. It wasn't her personality. She never promoted it. Anytime she did, she felt really out of alignment. So it would begin. See, she wasn't being real because she abdicated her responsibility and let somebody else say, this is who you must be. I hear that a lot. I have a personal experience of I am so blessed to have so many really brilliant, amazing coaches and friends that I mastermind with that I can easily get swept away and like, well, so-and-so says I should do that and -and so-and-so sees that in me. See, it's... It's a double-edged sword when somebody says, this is what I see for you. Or, I don't think you see it yourself yet, but this is what I'm getting because I hang around with all these like crazy intuitives, right? And so for a while, I was getting the counsel like, you know what, you should just stop working with the newer people because, like, really, you are so good. You should be working with the, the six-figure and the high six-figure people because you could just, like, that's your market. I'm like, ha. Huh. And then I hear other people saying, um, you know, you should, you should, you should actually help a whole bunch of people. You shouldn't have a small, a small number of little clients, like one-on-one clients. You should, you need to help a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of people. Your soul is designed to help bunches of people. And I have somebody else say, oh, you really should be like in ministry or just talking about transformation. Let business go. And somebody else says, you know, you shouldn't really talk about marketing because you should only talk about mindset because that's your brilliance. Well, think of those four things. And truthfully, I've been in this journey for the last six months with those four things, with those messages and all those those pieces of opinion from really well-meeting, awesome people that do know me so well and get me and see. And I just go, ah! <laughs> like, okay, I feel like a crazy schizophrenic. Cause I, so here's what I had to do. For me, I had to just do nothing. Because none of it felt um, in alignment. So to kind of stop some programs, I just had to pull everything off and just wait. And so part of being real is just sometimes like shh, like quieting all the voices, going inside, listening for guidance, and seeing what's, what's giving me some energy. What's, what's, what's coming that's like a little cool for me? And so this spring, I actually, I launched three little, little programs, and it was 
so exciting. I loved every piece of work that I've done this spring in terms of the new programming. What I was able to say is I don't need to worry like this level or this level or this many or inside, outside. And so I finally landed on how do I want to feel? Like what are the things I love, love, love doing? So again, me being my most real is I love training. You can tell I love training and teaching. I love, love creating community. It's one of my top values. I do it everywhere I go. I love to create community and put people together. And then the third thing is I love facilitating transformation. And so when I landed on, oh, that's it, those three things, that becomes my umbrella. Then I could work with a six-figure person and a women's group and mastermind trans- doing transformation. And I could work with a starter-up business and my new incubator program. I, you see what I mean? It's like instead of focusing on the fragments of it, it gets really unified. So that's one of the tips is what would you love to do? How do you want to feel? So that's going to kind of segue into how do you do this? So number one is you decide, I am going to be real. My business is going to be a reflection of my, of my personality, my values, what's important to me. There is no separation between my business and my life. Can you say that? Because once you decide, that's when things can fall in. So you start small. You're not going to take your existing website and every branded material and just scrap it, right? You say, okay, how can I be a little bit more real? So the first thing you would do after you decide, you want to decide how you want to feel. So you're going to decide to be real, number one. Number two, how do I want to feel or what would I love? So I told you the three things that I love. Now that's simple. Anything I want to do, I can just say, does it fit in those three things? So I don't have to worry about the income level or, or the amount of time. It's just like, does it, does it have one of those pieces in it? Cool. It's a yes. But you've got to know what that is for you, or you're at risk of abdicating your responsibility and being influenced by too many people. So the next one is you start small. You say, okay, I'm going to be more real. What can I share? If you've never shared anything, you want to start small. Maybe it's, I have the funniest cat. My cat is such a goofball. Here's what my cat did. Pretty safe. You can't go wrong with sharing cats and babies. You really can't go wrong. Or sharing anything related to nature. Probably anything related to coffee. <laughs> and probably wine will be okay too, right? So you, so if you, if you put nothing in right now, you want to start going there a little bit. And then you want to look for, are there things that I can connect more deeply around? You know, a great, great, great lesson for me. A year ago, my son got involved. Like, it was really bad. He got a basketball injury where he had a, a blowout fracture. Where like a kid hit him in the face accidentally, and literally, like, half of his face broke. Like, I, I didn't know faces could break, but, oh, goodness. Like, his eye socket, his cheeks. I mean, it was like, phew. he actually had to have um, reconstructive surgery and titanium plates put in, and it was very severe and really it wrecked me you know mama mama takes it harder than the kids so he was fine in a couple days i was like wrecked for about a month because i was so traumatized by it of course thinking what could have happened you know um and he had, he, had a, he had a bone fragment in his eye i mean it was like horrible and so during this time because I, I do a really good job marketing i send out emails you know two to three times a week and 
I had nothing. I I was so distraught with this family situation. So I just sent an email and I said, hey, hey gang, um, just want to let you know what was going on in my family. My son had a really bad accident. So I'm just asking for some prayer. If you could just send him some prayer and some healing, I really appreciate it. Oh, and by the way, here's an old article, um, but I don't have any energy. I, I just, I can't, I just can't create anything new. But here's, you know, here's an old, some archives. Here's a couple articles. Well, the next day I got a, uh, on my website, there's happyandbusiness.com forward slash coach with Therese. And it's the form that people fill out if they're interested in coaching with me. So I got a form filled out and it just said, I'm interested in coaching with you. And I thought, cool. I, I didn't, I don't, I've never heard this of this person. Her name is Deborah. And so I booked an appointment with her like the week later, a couple weeks later. And she said, when I read that, I, I, when I saw how you were about your son, she said, I, I have had some issues with my family and I've had to take care of my, you know, family members and, and I decided that you would be a person that would understand. You would have the same values as me. And it was then and there that I decided I would hire you. That one person signed up for three different things. She signed up for, you know, six months of a coaching contract. She signed up for a retreat. She signed up for a mastermind program. So one email where I revealed a vulnerable place in my life and actually asked for some support. So I really, not, not did I, like, not did I say, oh, this happened a few years ago. It was like, this is happening now. And I could really use your prayer. That one email generated thousands and thousands of dollars for me. But more importantly, I helped her really get her business off the ground. So that was such an important lesson to me. That the more you share like that, the more the right people, again, see, she connected with my values. The more the right people will connect. Now, if there was a person on my mailing list that said, I can't believe she's talking about her son, how dare she? I would not want them, I wouldn't want them as clients, right? So you can't be afraid of like, well, I, I want to be everything for everybody. You want to actually go, no, I want to be the person for the right people. So the first place, member is start small. What's just common, easy stuff that you can share? The second one is, is there something you're going through in your life right now that's, you know, I didn't, I didn't go in and, and um, I, I've, we've seen this sometimes, like, oh, I'm going through a horrible divorce and that bastard's going to try to get my kids. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to go there. You don't want to be that messy. But maybe there's something, maybe there is something you could share. Well, you know, my grandma's sick or please, you know, my dog's dying. or you know, like, If it's a real right now, it's okay to share that. There's another one you can share is, what have you overcome? Now, you're not going to every single newsletter say, oh, and by the way, I, I experienced child sexual abuse. You're not going to do that. Um, but maybe there is a place where you could say, you know, I, I had it pretty hard growing up. And I don't know if you've ever felt like something was wrong with you because of the way you were raised, but I have. So you could, you could kind of take a little piece of your history and say, was there something I've overcome? And maybe talk about that. See, when I work with my clients, either that they have overcome or they're in the middle of a kind of a breakdown, I say, people want you. Yeah, they want what they want to get, but they want, they want to look at you and say, wow, if you did it, I can do it. So you kind of want to note your journey. I talk a lot about a number of years ago when I went through my financial crash and how I had to go through bankruptcy and blah, 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 blah. I talk about that a lot because 
That makes me relatable. That makes me somebody that's not going to judge you if you've ever gone through that yourself. That makes me somebody that has overcome a massive thing and bounced back to a six-figure business. And so you want to find, is there something that I can talk about that I've overcome? And if you can, here's the journey I took. Here's what I learned from that. Because that's really, really, really what people want. They want the, wow, I'm where you used to be. And if you can do it, I have trust and faith that I can do it. So I hope this was inspiring to you. I I really want you to consider, like, on a scale of 1 to 10, how real am I being? And if you were a 3, what would a 5 look like? And what would it be like if, if a... If a mama bear came and kicked you in the ass, if I'm like, come on, be a little bit more real, what would that look like? So take some steps. So you could really just quickly jot down, okay, these are some topics I could talk about. These are some, maybe this is a little anecdote, or this is, okay, I'll put some pictures on Facebook. And, you know, yes, people care about what you had for dinner, and feel free to go ahead and show me that picture of that great strawberry pie. You know what I mean? Like, just little things like that. But be more real. And if I can help or support you in this, this is what I love to do. It's like I love getting my personality out with my clients and, and having them just like feel like, wow, I'm really fully expressed in my business. You can go to happyinbusiness.com forward slash coach with Therese. I would love to show you how this can be done and really support you in this. I do it probably better than a lot of people. That's what I hear a lot. People just say, wow. I can't, I can't believe, like, I'm at, I, like, how did you know that for me? How did you, how did, how did that happen? So if you need some support, feel free to, to join me there. I would love to see if I can support you. In the meantime, remember, remember the steps. You make a decision. You start small. You find little pieces of your story. And then you just do it. So it has been a delight to share this with you. So feel free. Message me. Let me know what you're doing. Send me, send me your stuff. I would love to hear it. So peace and blessings and have a great rest of your day. Bye now. You've been listening to The Happy Business Show with Therese Skelly. Join us next time and invite your friends to join us at thehappybusinessshow.com. Visit thehappybusinessshow.com and get Therese's five-part video series, Eliminating Money Blocks. Thanks for tuning in. 